0: Welcome to the connection podcast. I'm Jason Keister, the show's producer here with hosts, Drew Boreen and Lexi DeLuna. Let's get ready to connect with somebody new today. Welcome to the connection podcast. I'm Jason Keister, and we have Lexi DeLuna Hello. and Drew Boreen.
1: I think I've remained quiet for long enough.
0: Lauren, you beat me up as a
1: child. I did. What? Sorry.
0: That's all right, that's all, all right, right. I'm Drew. And we have a special guest today, Lauren Stockford of Fifth Ward. Uh-oh.
1: So Lauren dropped a truth bomb. Oh, I don't
2: know I if it's true. It <laughs> is true. I, uh, it's a myth. We go, we go way back, you and I.
1: So yeah. it, you and Drew. Yeah. Yes. We.
2: Our parents are like really, really good friends. And the day that we met was when um, Jared and Charlotte were moving my family in. And I was two and Drew was three. And I beat him up. And I shoved them off the trampoline, and I drew blood. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our first official meeting. Wait, <laughs> so that's you just, how long I've
1: been throwing you just the pushed me off boys the trampoline? Around. I did. I you, was not sentient at this point, so like. Yeah. So you
0: push him off? Were there were there punches exchanged, or is probably, it? I think it was
1: one sided. I was mad, probably, but
2: yeah, that's how long I've been throwing the boring boys around. He got beat up by a two year old girl.
0: Do you still resent her for it?
1: I guess I should now. <laughs> now I want to know who would who would win a fight now, huh? What do you think?
2: Um, me. Drew, would you hit a girl? That's great.
1: That's good point. <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking there are there weapons of... Um...
3: I feel like any weapon still counts <laughs> against you pretty bad.
1: Uh, anyways, here's my opener question that I came up with. Are you excited for this one? I am because I you, know yeah, life. you hyped it up. So, we have a, a professor doctor with us. Professor, Doctor Bishop, Jason O'Brien, Kuster.
3: We should call him Mister too.
1: Mister, Mr. Mister, Professor, Doctor Bishop, Jason O'Brien, Kuster.
3: Okay.
1: Um, he knows a lot about drugs, so I wanted to talk about drugs. What type of drugs do you like, Lord?
2: Um, I like ibuprofen.
1: Ibuprofen.
0: So, what is ibuprofen made of? Ibuprofen is an anti-inflammatory or
1: NSAID drug.
3: Didn't you guys try yeah. making that in college now, Kim?
1: No, we made <laughs> terrible aspirin. Oh. <laughs> we made really right. bad. You what I learned in chemistry? Wait, you... you really tried to make that in a Yeah, movie? they did. Yeah, no, <laughs> well we weren't going to take it. We were just trying to make the crystals and then... Uh, they were going to take it. see how, how, how one person take it. So, it <laughs> oh. That'd be really bad. <laughs> we figured out the impurities is because the freaking lab that we bought the, like, I think it was the thioacetane, or no. It was something else. But it was already, like... 80% impure, it was like 20% <laughs> pure because it's lab chemicals, it was like, you were like doomed to fail from the beginning Anyways, I learned something the other day, do you want to know? Sure So, we were doing a reaction To make water Oh, okay, okay. That's crazy Guess how we made the water? How? Oh. We blew up hydrogen gas, we like made an explosion and that's how we made water
3: Wow Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy That's Lord. walkers um, I'm so, so, proud of you. so
1: our goal for this podcast is to give Lexi some more speaking time. Mm-hmm. Lauren requested as, as he continues, continues to speak. I was about <laughs> <trying> to shift <laughs> it to
0: you. Do we want to talk yeah. about how Lexi should speak more or should we let her
1: I, if not? Lexi, because of you I, I quit. I'm done. That because
3: sucks. You. See, you made it sound like you it would be impossible your of interview, you, but
1: it's proves really
3: easy. Okay. Um Lauren, we always start off with sort of the same thing, mm-hmm. just kinda like I don't know, full name if you want, like how you grew up, um, where you grew up, siblings, um, school maybe, whatever.
2: Okay. My name is Lauren Camille Stockford. My name is spelled with a Y because my mother took my grandmother's middle name, Laurel, and my other grandmother's name, Sharon, and put them together. And that's why I'm named Lauren. And then I have two older brothers who are 10 and 12 years older than me. So there's kind of that big gap, and there's nobody in between. And there's no divorce or bringing kids from other families in. It's just, I just came late, I guess. And I have a nephew now. They're both, both my brothers are married. They have been for a while, and I have a nephew now, which is exciting. And I've been homeschooled for the majority of my life, but I kind of do half and half now.
3: That's cool. Um, With that age gap, that, that's got to be kind of insane. How is that, like, is. have there been good influences on you, like bad influences? I
2: think there's definitely been some good ones. I definitely matured a bit faster, I would think, because I grew up more around grown-ups and older people than just the younger kids or kids my age. So I think that definitely helped. It definitely did help because I watched my brothers go through the teenage phase and watched their actions and sarcasm and then the punishments that they got for that so now me being a teenager i kind of got to witness that and then change how i act so i don't have to go through that
3: drew why do you have such a like interesting smirk on your face you're like okay never mind you're just staring at me quiet um (laughs) yeah no i definitely i get what you're saying there like with brandon um I've seen the stupid stuff he's been doing. Maybe he
0: was thinking about Brandon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but sometimes it's like nice because I'm like, okay, now I know what I can and can't get like away with for yeah. se. Or I don't know. Brandon's also like paved the way. Like my parents were like super strict on like some things and then Brandon would like go through, do some stuff and they'd like la- get like lax on the rules. So yeah, that was kind of nice. Yeah, um, I don't know. On that note, I guess we could head into some brother crazy adventures rumor has it you did some stuff and then you told your mom like years after and she was not
2: pleased yeah we told my mom a year or two ago it was actually at my grand my grandpa's funeral because all of us siblings were together and we were just like you know reminiscing you know the good old days and my mom was sitting there and we had forgotten that we just never told her a few of the times that i almost died and that has come with having some older brothers because i'm six but i'm going on 16 and 18 year old adventures with them so i remember there was this one time we went to mount hoodoo and you know that the slide that you go down it's like like it's the tubing in, park or no no no, okay. no it's like in the summertime they have oh the that, alpine slides the alpine yeah. yes and you have to ride the ski lift to get up and my parents were in the ski lift in front of us and my brother cameron and i were in the one behind and It was towards that part where you're like at the highest, you're the farthest away from the ground. And I was a very small child that was very skinny. So I was probably like eight or nine at this time. And we were joking around and moving around and I fell out and he caught me by my wrist and just like pulled me up and then held me there for the rest of the time. And he was like, you do not tell mom about this or we will not get to ride anymore. And it was like the first day that we were there we were camping there for like a few days. So he was like, if you tell mom about this, we're not gonna be able to do this anymore. And I was like, say less. And that sounds absolutely horrifying. Yeah, oh there was another time, this is the other brother, Parker. He, we had, we had a, a renting business. So we had those pop-up trailers and we had a few quads that we would rent out. And we had one that was up house and we would ride him around and Parker was driving it and I was holding on behind him, no helmets, no protective gear. You know, it's just in our yard. I'm in my flip-flops, and we get to this sharp corner in our yard, and he does it. But when he does it, the whole ATV like just flips, like it's on just like the two wheels on the side, and it starts to flip. And I flew, you know, because again, I was like eight or nine and very small. And he caught me again by my arm and had to stomp down on the other side of the quad and pull me back before it flipped on the both of us. And he somehow managed to flip it back. And then that was another time where he was like, cannot tell mom about this or we're not going to be allowed to ride the four wheelers anymore. And I was like, okay, I got you.
3: Which one of your brothers is a lawyer? A lawyer? Older. Oh, older. My bad. <laughs>
2: Cameron, Cameron is older.
3: Okay, gotcha. You. So how'd your mom react to those?
2: She was, we were all, you know, dying laughing at them, and she was like, what? Are you kidding me? You did all of those and you didn't tell me? But they have had some even more interesting before I was born. I mean, Parker, when he was four, and my mom, they fell off a cliff, <laughs> and she grabbed on by a root. <laughs> oh, my, <and> my gosh. <laughs> and by
1: maybe, the way. Yeah, yeah
2: I know. She fell, he fell, she fell, and then he fell. So she grabbed on by a root, hanging off the side, and then she grabbed his arm, and she had to, like, swing him up
3: so these youth um interviews so far have had a lot of near-death experiences I know. yeah i was just
0: saying the same thing <laughs> no, like,
1: follow, like have yeah,
0: boy, you man. guys like almost died several times as well or is this
1: just brianna and uh lauren well i'm on sabbatical right now because i'm not allowed to talk as much
2: oh my god oh. you not talk, talk.
3: <laughs> um personally no never. no no They will happen
1: i never that's followed nice. abby raven anywhere so that's I've giving me <laughs>
3: I don't think I've done anything that was close to death. I That's
1: have fine. fallen off a little cliff, but it wasn't like close to death.
3: Mm. <laughs> I mean, my brother does stupid stuff, but it's like oh, stupid yeah. stuff like in public, not stupid public. stuff yeah. like uh, off <laughs> a
1: cliff. I've been driving with Brandon once and we were driving up like Marcola. Uh-huh. And He's like, oh, we have no gas. I'm like, Brandon, what are you doing? Like, it was at empty. I'm no.
3: He went into the Albertsons parking lot and just kept driving until his tank said zero. And then he went as long as he could.
1: What? Wait, wait, what is that?
3: Just, he just wanted to test it. Because he was like, rumor has it, like, when your tank re- reaches zero, you still have like five miles or something. So he literally just drove around after it reached zero. And then
1: he just like pushed himself to that gas station. Right no, there.
3: eventually he was like, okay, maybe we should stop. Like pushing our luck, and
1: then we got gas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right, Deluna there for you.
3: Yeah.
1: Elder Deluna,
3: actually.
1: Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten any of his emails yet. Do you guys get his emails? I
3: do not. I do. Do you get
1: his. Wait. I get him, yeah. He he uh,
0: kind of does clickbait almost on the emails. <laughs> oh, too. for
3: sure. My mom's been yeah. clickbaiting him in text now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so maybe um weird connection my brain mission and then you went on like your little mission trip sort of thing to Africa so um I feel like a lot of people have already heard like um, the full story but maybe you want to give us some like highlights really quick
2: um definitely the people was amazing to me it was over there everyone's just so happy no matter like their lifestyle or their predicament and for them it's just so much easier to love everyone which is so interesting to me because over here, everybody's so standoffish. You know, if it comes to texting, you've got to, you know, there's this whole like ritual you've got to do or else it's too weird. Like there's steps, but over there, it's just, you're just immediately friends and you're just immediately family. And I know that I'm still in contact with some of those people and I haven't necessarily talked to them. But the other day, this guy I met at the, at the, the church that we went to, um he texted me the other day and he was just like how are you And we haven't spoken at all in like six months since i met him and he was talking to me about how he's preparing to go on his mission and he's finishing up his papers so that was pretty cool but definitely definitely the people and the children and i got to go on more than one safaris which is amazing because that's kind of what i'm planning to do with my career it's animal exotic animal based so that was pretty that was pretty big
0: so just for listeners of the show um this trip to Africa was something you planned on your own, and I believe you saved up money for it. Could you tell us a bit just about what that process was like, deciding you wanted to go saving up? I don't remember the organization either that you went through. Yes,
2: I went through HXP, which is Humanitarian Experience, and I found it because my cousin went on one the year before. She went to Belize, and I knew that I always wanted to go on one, but I thought that I had to wait till I was like an adult because I knew that I was going to be a poor college student, you know, and then I'd have to wait till I was like married with kids and then, you know, what would I do? So, but I found one that was for the youth, which which was really great. And so I was able to go with a lot of kids that are my age and I met a lot of cool people and yeah, I did decide that I was going to save up for it myself. I think my parents pitched in a little bit on just my domestic flights, like for my birthday present. But otherwise, everything else, I had to come up with a little over $3,000 in a short amount of time to be able to go. And I wanted to do that myself. My parents offered to pay for it. They offered to pay for half. But this is going to Africa has been on my bucket list since I was, like, three or four. And so I really wanted to pay for it myself.
3: Um, One thing I had about that is, like, what kind of, like, tips or advice would you have for other, like, teenagers specifically trying to save up? Because especially... I know like when you're under 16 like you can't just you know get a job at dairy queen mm-hmm. like because yeah. you can't legally work so
2: yeah definitely i think my big thing was i had savings and then i had spending money and i would decide on i looked at how many months i had and then i'd look at how much i was making and decide on what that spending money kind of looked like so maybe that was twenty dollars but that means i'd have to up my days working if i didn't want to up if i didn't want to up it that much or i couldn't then maybe i just didn't have spending money for a few months or a lot of times i would just automatically think i'm just not going to spend anything and then if i did go out with my friends and i did have fun you know i would spend a little bit here and there but i was always very conscious about it i think just keeping it in mind and checking on your set your savings regularly was a big thing and then just also for me i'm just not a big impulse buyer like which is surprising coming from my family where my dad my brother my brother could never save up money as a kid he was always the minute he got a paycheck he always spent it and so i learned from that was at heart i am an impulse buyer i see something i want it i want to do it but i have this rule that if i still have the saved drive to do it or to get it after a month, then I'll get it. So like I remember I saw this whole video on playing the piano and I haven't played the piano in so long. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want, to, I want to play the piano again. I want to resurface this. I'll get a keyboard, right? Spend like $50 on a keyboard on Amazon or something.
1: That's not a good keyboard. I know, but it would be something,
2: or maybe spend a little more, right? And I really had that drive. I was like, okay, if I have that drive again after a month, then I'll do it. And I had it for about two weeks and then it, Went away. And so I've noticed that. I mean, I had that drive to buy a ukulele, and I bought that ukulele and played it for a week. I haven't touched it since, you know? <laughs> so just my big thing would be to have a time set rule. And if you still really want it, then get it. If you don't, then you don't need it.
1: That's very good advice. Well, I've, I've had a drive, but my parents hate it. That I've wanted to buy it some like nice. 80s bell-bottom pants mm. and my parents are like that's stupid but it's been like three months so
3: oh, well, where is maybe i
1: do it and get shamed for it but maybe i do it true. Awesome. when's
3: your birthday
0: april 28th <laughs> there we, mm. go. we should totally buy him bell bottoms <laughs> yeah <we> a- <laughs> go,
1: i also need like a tight floral shirt we Done. can buy them both Booyah.
0: absolutely heck yeah where where's that impulse coming from though
1: Um, i love the look it's so sleek I think it works, like, because I'm, like, I'm, I'm a little bit taller than the average male height, so it kind of, like, works, especially with my super long, like, legs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, the, you know, like, the beaky look, but, like, less on drugs.
0: We should do That's a good. special live episode with you in the Bell Bottoms and Floral shirt.
1: Heck, yeah. I also have some, like, sick John Lennon glasses. Yes. Circle inside. Check. Absolutely. Let's go. So, while I was on sabbatical uh, about 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. uh, I just had a thought 'Cause you said your 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 middle name. Yes. Do you want to censor me on this? No. I don't know if it's okay. So it's like Laurel Laurel and Sharon.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And then I just thought of Twilight.
2: Oh, do not bring Renee name into this. Uh-huh.
1: Do not. Renee and Esme. Uh,
2: that baby
0: looks rough in that movie.
2: <laughs> They CGI <laughs>
0: wolves and they couldn't CGI a baby. Is that the last movie? <laughs> yes. I is. made it. I watched the entire
1: series until the last, uh, till the last movie. I got to like the last two, and I got like halfway through like the first of the mm-hmm. what is it, Breaking Dawn. I don't even know. And I'm just like, this is dumb. It's <laughs> dumb. So. Have you watched Twilight?
2: I've never watched Twilight.
1: What? I watched like three of these. You should eight
2: watch eight. at least the first one because it's so bad that it's so funny. The <laughs> acting is like, horrendous, but uh-huh. it's so funny. You should at least watch that one. Like, as a but, uh, but at
0: least Thursday. he's cute. They say the uh, acting's but bad, but.
1: I, no, he ain't. Well, in other movies. Like Who? Like, uh-uh. Harry Potter. Uh-huh. I think you're in a the minority there. Edward the mm-hmm. Vampire, right? What's his name again?
2: Uh, Robert Pattinson? Robert
1: Pattinson. On take,
2: he should not be Batman. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Robert Pattinson, Pat, Pattinson should not have been Batman.
0: Did you watch the Batman movie?
2: No, I refused to. I saw the trailer and I was like, absolutely not. It
0: doesn't yeah. work for you? Uh, have you
2: seen
3: it? I, hate, I cannot with that man. I, so, seen
0: I, it. It I with, have seen that.
1: One. I saw it with Josh. If I'm
3: going to be honest, it was with a group of friends and we talked the entire time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> because Robert Pattinson,
2: it
1: probably wasn't you hate Robert Pattinson?
2: Yeah. I do. I do have a hatred. He's okay as Cedric, like, acting was, and I can deal with it, but I just, I can't.
1: What do you think of Eddie Redbane?
2: Oh, I love him.
1: He's so cool. Do you he guys know who Eddie Redbane is? No, no. He's yeah. the guy that played Newt Commander in Fantastic Beasts. Oh. The main guy. I
2: love I know nothing
3: He's about such that world. Actor.
2: I feel like if I was in Harry Potter, I would be Newt. I'd be like Newt.
1: Yeah. I could definitely who would I be? Not Jericho Malfoy
2: you look like you could be. Okay, that
1: could, just because I am bond doesn't mean I'm Draco Malfoy.
2: Who would you be? What's the one? No. It would, you or Joel would either be the one that's always blowing up stuff.
1: Seamus in? Yes. Or was it?
2: No,
1: yeah, Seamus. Oh, There's could be, Dean yeah. Thomas.
2: Or you'd be the one that's always taking the pictures. <laughs> 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 no, yeah. he gets resurrected. No, he
1: gets killed in the seventh movie. Oh, yeah, he I does. Remember that. I, didn't he does. I swear he dies. I didn't, I didn't read that. What's his name? Colin Tap. I, I don't know, know but she's three.
0: basically Colin. saying that in the wizarding world, you'd still be like on your book,
1: basically. I'm not in your book. <laughs> Aren't know. you in your book? No. You look oh, like you're you would
3: be. I'm in journalism.
1: Is that not part of your book?
3: No, they're separate. They Our yeah. school decided to finally make them separate classes. Thank oh. goodness.
0: Alright, okay. somebody get us back on track.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say, um, I was gonna ask you actually what movies and books you're into. I think we kind of got a glimpse of that. I <laughs> guess.
2: Really? I, I'm i gonna be honest, not a huge Harry Potter fan.
3: your mom, is- I don't she like her- Harry mom's Potter. I know, know
2: it's, my mother loves those books and loves those movies. She's told me that she would watch those movies while I was a baby and putting me to sleep. I have witnessed those movies so many times over the years, I just can't since, watch them since
1: anymore. Since you were born. Since
2: I was born, I just can't watch them anymore. I guarantee you'll watch it
1: before you die.
2: Pro- she'll probably make me. We always have to have at least oh, one Harry Potter marathon. <laughs> every every year, or twice a year, we have
1: to. What about Lord of the Rings?
2: I haven't seen all of them. I'm trying what? to. But my mother. You haven't seen all of them? My mother hates them, so we always have to find a time where she's like not there. But I've watched The Hobbit, and I like
1: that. And I read <laughs> it too. Gosh. So what do, what do you the like? The Hobbit is like, such a weird movie I scene. love those movies. No, but it's like, why why is this elf girl here? Why is Legolas in The Hobbit? Because it's Orlando Bloom. Because they wanted
2: to make it, well, fair Yeah. I love, I love Star Wars, and I love Marvel. I think I know a lot more about Marvel than I do Star Wars, but I do love both.
0: So have you watched every single movie in the MCU canon? Or?
2: Well, yeah. Actually,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think you, yeah, I think yeah. So It's hard to keep track of now. But I think it's at least the canon, like the main movies, you watched them all. Yes. Even
2: The Incredible Hulk. Which that was a one-time watch for me, to be honest. I always
1: watched one of those movies, but I think it was the old one. Like, there's another yeah. Incredible Hulk. Yeah, there's two. That one was weird.
2: They're both
0: kind of. Do you have a favorite movie or a series in oh, the? Man. I
2: My favorite of The TV shows of WandaVision because Wanda. Can
0: you sing the song? I am
1: not. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> Doesn't it go like WandaVision?
0: Uh huh. Well, it's, it's different. Like
1: every episode. Oh, it changes it's every the time. It's same motif, but they yeah. change, yeah, they the, change style. the way that they sing. They like do a boss up. I just
0: day. hear it so when cool. my kids watch it. Yeah.
2: So. I love that one. I also like Loki. I like
1: that
2: show. Loki was. Okay. It was good. It I liked
1: was, it. Don't even talk to me. Loki, about Loki. I like Loki too. I liked. I like. um... Uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah, he's good. And, uh, I think
0: I think they did good. Do you watch no. the MCU at all? Morbius. Yeah, not not really. <laughs> no, not really. No,
2: that's a the, terrible that's movie. The, Wait, have you seen one. Morbius? No, that's another one I refuse to watch.
1: Because <laughs> I think it looks. Well, but what's his Butto. name? Matt Day. Um, not Matt Damon. Um, the guy from Doctor Who's in it.
2: You know, there's a there's a lot of Doctor. The
1: eleventh yeah. Doctor. Not the one that was in Harry Potter, but the other one.
2: I love the
3: enthusiasm Matt Smith. that
1: you think Matt I got
2: one the eleventh
3: one. No. No. Matt Smith. But I don't. Okay, no. Which Spider-Man?
1: Ooh. That's a good question.
2: That's difficult. Because She's like
1: Tobey Maguire, hands down. No,
2: because every single <laughs> one <Levi's>. is different. <laughs> yeah. And I love them for different things. So the Tobey Maguire has some fight scenes that you do not see in any of the other ones. Like if you watch that first one, cry. he absolutely pummels the like octog in a way that you don't really see in the other ones and i love the details in that with the green goblin and willem defoe and his teeth spacing which his gap tooth which just natural and mm-hmm. they have that when he's the green goblin but they put fake teeth in to look straighter when he's norman so you can visually see that shift i love the gothic details that they put in those movies and then i love how andrew can garfield feel. is I mean. the most comic accurate in the way that he fights his Mm. the things that he says he fights a lot like a spider I love that he was down in the in the sewers and he literally made a web going through each one so that he could lay on it and know exactly where the lizard was in the tunnels and then Tom Holland his just acting is just great and I think he does really good at being a teenager and I think they're hilarious but I don't know if I could choose because everything I have different favorite things for each one I don't
3: know if I can do a Spider-Man. I've actually never watched the Andrew Griffin.
0: Are you kidding me? (laughs) No,
2: there's
3: so many. So, what did you think
0: of the last one where they're all together? The
2: last one.
1: Let's
2: do it. I loved that one. I predicted just about all of it because, (sighs) and my mother was very upset because I told her I was like, "This is exactly what's gonna happen," and then it just kept happening. I knew the minute MJ fell that Andrew was gonna catch her. Yeah. they referenced multi the multiverse and all of these, all of these other things, and I, so I just knew that was gonna happen. But I absolutely love that one. I think that was the best Marvel movie that's come out in a while.
1: Yeah, in my opinion. Did you like the Doctor Strange?
2: I did. A lot of people are hating on it. Yeah, I, I, but it I thought it was really good. And I know it was kind of the basic storyline of a lot of other movies. But I'm also a love. I have a love for Wanda, mm-hmm. so I absolutely love that one.
0: Lauren. One thing we really like that you put in the show notes is you can make a parallel between the MCU and the gospel. It's my turn. You've I, had time I, to think I, about no, it.
2: No, I have not. I cannot do it on the spot. Yeah, <laughs>
0: okay. let's do it. You already have some parallels you've thought of, though. Yeah,
1: I have one for her. She's and got I it. can't do it you've
2: on the spot. You've had time to think about it, though. Yeah. No, I haven't. You've been asking me questions.
0: Let's, we'll, we'll save Drew's. We'll, we'll give her a chance after, but let's.
2: I know i really my favorite have you seen the tv show what if
0: yeah that was yep.
2: yes my favorite episode was the doctor strange one and i absolutely loved the spiritual like element that was in there because obviously in our universe stephen gets in a car crash by himself his hands you know get ruined and that's how he goes into like that's how he goes into his evolution of becoming dr strange but in this universe, he's driving with Christine, and Christine dies. And that's what makes him go through that process. And he gets the time stone, and then he starts going back in time trying to save her. But every time he does it, she keeps dying. And at one point, he gets to his lowest, and he asks, I forget her name, the, the bald lady or whatever.
1: I don't remember. But I don't remember. Yeah, her I her
2: and he's like, I don't understand why I can't go back in and change this. I'm very powerful. I have the time stone. And she said something that was so, it like hit me. And she's like, Christine's death is a fixed point in your timeline. The reason, like the whole point is that you go through this trial so that you can become the best version of yourself to then eventually save the world and help people to the best of your capability. In other universes, it's your hands. In this one, it's Christine. And I love looking at that at my trials in my life and not just thinking, oh, how awful this is. Why would God do this to me? but that these things are placed in my life. So they're a fixed point in my timeline so that I can become the best version of myself and I can spread the gospel in the best way that I can. And that I can help people the best way that I can because of this. And that's really changed my mindset when I'm going through something of looking at it. And I know in girls camp, Charlotte Westover said this, and she was like, whenever I go through trial, I change my mindset and I look at it as, what can I learn from this? And so those two things together, I really love that. So that was my favorite episode
1: of What
2: If. That was like so, it was really so great. good. But yeah. Michael, I like that a lot. a lot of spiritual elements, that so you just look for it. Okay.
0: Yeah. And shifting that mindset from mm-hmm. it's the, both of the questions are why God, but one of them's like, why God? Like, mm-hmm. come on. And the other one's like, why God? You know, why is this happening? And how, what can I learn from it? And then
1: like the how and what can yeah. I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, I have a question. Um, without giving out too many spoilers—not spoilers, but like your theories. What do you, what do you think about the new trailers for these next two Marvel movies coming up?
2: Ant-Man so, and, and
1: Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians
2: of the Galaxy. I think. They're going to be very interesting. I think that they're going to be funny.
1: Guardians of the Galaxy looks sad.
2: I know, it does look like, sad. I'm scared. I think, they both look sad. I think we're definitely going to lose some people because we haven't lost a few people in a while.
0: I'm scared. Oh, that is they're true. Really, they look really good. We've, getting, it's we've so been scary. getting a
2: lot of new people in a lot of these TV shows. We've been getting a lot of new characters, and it's about time that we lose
0: a few. I love the songs they pick for Guardians. I feel like yes. that's people from my age group.
1: <laughs> it must be. I have a good question. What the heck was Moon Knight? Like, oh, where? I
2: loved that show. No, I'm not
1: saying it's bad. I said I really liked it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where is that in the MCU? Is it like a different multiverse? Like, is it in the multiverse or is it like? Because they, they, I don't, I haven't seen any references to anything Marvel in that show. I honestly.
2: don't know. It's kind of tricky to see what you're looking at because I know, <laughs> for example, that when we looked at, um. What was it? This Doctor Strange movie in America was like, when you're dreaming, it's uni- another universe. And then we see, and what was it, Infinity War? Or it was Endgame. Either one. Tony had the dream that he had a daughter named Morgan. And then we see that actually happened. So was Endgame actually our universe, or was it a different one that he dreamt So... It's kind Is of like when you're watching. Serious, are you yeah. watching? Are you watching a different universe, or are we still in ours? Yeah. So it's kind yeah, of yeah. a difficult question to answer.
1: So now
0: I'm thinking, Lauren, do you have any more gospel parallels like that you make with the MCU, or if not, we can move on. But not know,
2: I, that one's like my biggest. That's one. your go.
0: Your favorite. Yeah,
2: that's my favorite one. There's a ton in Moon Knight, and like a lot of the the relationship that he has with what's his face with the with the bird face. A lot of
1: the uh, discussion he
2: has, or. Oh, oh, a lot okay, of the okay. interactions Mark has with now I'm forgetting all the names. Mark, Mark and
1: David? David, David. His
2: other personalities and the whole thing of shoving away that abuse that he felt, and then that other part of him telling him that it is okay. And I think like that internal battle was something that a lot of people deal with, and I love that they represented that.
1: So just say those two episodes, mm-hmm. where he's like in that weird dream state. Those are like the best episodes of yes. this year. I love them. All right. We yeah. could spend
0: all day talking on the MCU, can switch, probably. Can I, switch, but can I
1: switch TV shows and different
0: le- genres? Let's have Lex- Lexi redirect oh. us here. Yeah. I
1: wanted to ask about
0: Andor. We yeah. can talk about that on the
1: Yeah, we can oh, talk that's off. so good. Oh my gosh. Um,
0: but what do you want to go into now?
1: That's a really
3: scary. great question. I think I want to hear more about your areas of expertise, if that's. Like I think. We'll start with maybe, um, you said you draw. That's it, you said I draw. <laughs> so, I care to expand on that? Specifically, like maybe like what mediums or like how long
2: you've been doing it? Like I've been drawing mean? just about all my life. Mm-hmm. And I did take a few art classes, like I'm in an art class right now. I did take, I had a few teachers growing up, but most of the time I just taught myself. And i really enjoy doing it. It's kind of like my time to get away. I like that I can represent things just like kind of movies can. I can represent emotions. I can represent facial features that change the entirety of a piece. I love that. And I work with a lot of different mediums. Sometimes I paint, not very often, but my main two are digital and just sketching. are my main two
3: um what do you draw like landscapes people oh i'm
2: not a landscape artist that would be joel that would be joel (laughs) you can do that i cannot i usually draw i draw some animals here and there i mainly draw people and characters that i see on tv shows i like to do that i like to tell stories sometimes with not necessarily drawing at a comic but the facial features of like you know a mother or a just just people i just like to draw what i see can you draw me? I cannot.
1: Oh. <laughs> I can draw you, but it's not very good. I know. Can I do it? Um, <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Go for it.
1: OK. I'll
0: post this on the other stuff. website when we get done with it.
3: Um, you said that you got or that you're a pretty good welder. How oh, did well, you get
2: into that? Um, I, it was my junior year, and I was huh? registering for classes. And I was looking at them, and I was like, you know what, I'm to weld. You know, that sounds, that sounds really cool. And so I decided to do it, and I had to start with the beginner's class. And even though a lot of kids my age, they're in the advanced, like, advanced metals, but in order to do that, you'd have to take, like, all three or four years of welding, like, prerequisites to get to that. And so I was just in beginner's, and I hated the people in that class because they were just a bunch of freshman boys who just needed the credit, and they were so loud, disrespectful, didn't weld, like, at all. But I was there to weld and surprisingly I was good at it because I guess my artistic hand came into play. I had a very level hand and I was able to do it pretty well that my teacher offered to send me straight to an advanced metals, but my schedule didn't fit it. So not welding anymore, but. Mm.
3: So I know nothing about like welding. Like what, what did you do or like what would you weld?
2: I did a lot of GMAW and SMAW, which are two different types of welding. One is with a more of a gun with a wire feed coming out, and one is more with like a clamp and then a straight feed. And one is a bit more harder than the other, I would say. SMAW is a bit more difficult, but we did a lot of joint welding, so different types of whether it's an L, a T, or an I, different angles of how you have to do that. And then our final project, we had a lot of creative freedom, and I welded a scorpion.
3: (laughs) Yo, that sounds sick.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um, I made your nose too big.
3: <laughs> um, okay, I feel like welding, carpentry, those, I don't know, connection, there's my connection there. Um, <laughs> what about carpentry? Because you put that you have some skills in that too.
2: My dad is a woodworker and it runs in the family. My grandpa was too. He built everything wooden besides like our house. My dad built, he built all of our fence. And I've helped with a lot. With some of that i've we built my rabbit hutch together my two-story rabbit hutch we built the swings together we built some and and like and chairs to sell and to keep um i've helped build fences chicken coops just a bunch of things like that so
3: are either those skills like stuff you'd want to continue on or just kind of like they'll die out
2: i i don't know it's kind of like mm-hmm. i would like to continue on but i don't know like what exactly i would do with them right now but i definitely would see myself As their good life skills to have as an adult.
0: Makes sense. Lauren, I had a question for you. One of your responses here, a story that you had was you learned in school how to kind of cut out, identify and cut out toxic people. Yes. I'd like to hear more about that.
2: Um, I I've been homeschooled from 1st grade to 7th grade and then 8th grade I was there was a charter school McKinsey River charter school up by my house and I decided to go there full time. So I was there full time for 8th grade and freshman year. And then you know COVID ha- happened sophomore year so that was online for everybody. But I was there and there was this friend group that I had that was all girls and we were it was fun for a while in the beginning and I realized pretty quickly that it kind of wasn't the best but I stayed because it was a very very small school so there wasn't really anybody else but then also I was homeschooled so I only had one or two friends at church and they weren't really friends to like hang out with outside of church so I couldn't like oh my gosh I couldn't I was like okay I guess this is how friends are maybe I'm just wrong in what I've seen things like that and so I kind of let it slide a lot of the things that they were doing to me a lot of things that they were saying to me, they um, made fun of me a lot. And there's teasing and then there's, you know, making fun of. And a lot of things went too far and it got to the point where I was telling them to stop and that it was too much and they needed to end what they were doing. And that just got blatantly ignored. And there was a lot of abuse over texting. They oh. would, I had this one girl was kind of the leader of the group And she would turn everybody against me. I remember one time, she had this favorite all-time character, movie character. I don't even remember what it was. But it was cute, you know. It was a profile picture. She had t-shirts of it, right? And I was watching whatever the movie was, and it was in it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's so cute. I realized that your kind of, your giggle kind of sounds like their giggle. That's so, like, oh, my gosh, the connection. And she just blew up on the group chat, and she turned everybody against me, and, it was this whole big deal and I think after that I was, it was like the last straw and I was done. And I think I would not have been able to do that if my best friend now did not join that group and her name is Aislin. And she taught me of what a real friend truly is and she would stick up for me in there and we would stick up for each other. And we ended up both leaving. We don't talk to those people anymore. and. Our life's been really great, and it was very difficult because those were the only friends that I really had, and it was very scary to give that up and to know that for a while I was going to be alone and then have to try and go back and make new friends and try not to make the same type of friends. But my life has been so much better, and I think there's sometimes you do need to remove people from your life, and that's okay.
0: How do you know when it's time to remove those people?
2: I think... Sometimes you need to talk to an outside source because when it's you you have like like these goggles on you're like Oh, no, it's fine. This is normal. They do this all the time And so my outside source was sometimes my mom But it really became Aislinn because she had other friends from other schools before and she would tell me Lauren That's not normal. Mm-hmm. Friends don't do that. And She goes when have I ever done or said that to you? And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, never Whereas with them it was happening happening multiple times a day, and I would talk to my mom and she'd be like, "When you know friends don't do that; these things don't happen." And Part of me would always be like, "Okay, but your mom, you know, you don't you don't know you don't know what I'm going through." You know? <laughs> so Aislinn was definitely a big help, and definitely getting an outside source and then kind of making a list in your head of what am I going to put up with. You know, I think I realized that I was worth more to, than to go through that. Because, you know, I have more worth in myself than to let myself get degraded like that. And sometimes it can be fixed with easy communication. But in my case, I communicated and that was not reciprocated. And so I had to go.
3: So um, how did you, like, find yourself, like, I guess, getting away from them? Was it, like, a given point where you guys, where you, like, told them, like, hey, we can't be friends? Or was it, like, a distancing thing? Or?
2: It was, it was actually pretty sad because Aislinn got mad and left like the whole group chat first. And this was after the McKenzie fire. So we all used to live pretty close together and then we all kind of got spread out. And, but we would still hang out, still text and still had like school together and things like that. And Aislinn got just, you know, trashed and she went, I'm done, I'm out. And I was kind of staying and seeing if I could salvage anything and it was, I remember she left the big group chat, and everybody contacted her I was like, why would you leave? You should come back. You know, we missed you. You know, just come back to the group chat. And then I was finally done, and I left, and nobody said anything to me. And Aislinn had been there for a few months. I had been with them for two to three years. Nobody texted me. Nobody said, hey, why would you leave? Nobody ever contacted me ever again.
3: Yeah, it's got to be hard. Teenage girls are brutal Parents
0: sometimes. Speaking of people that can be kind of brutal talking to you, sometimes you said it's okay for someone to be wrong about you. I I like that quote.
2: Yes, it's something that I have a few quotes in my life that have really helped me that's been passed down from my grandmother to my mother to me and one of those was I'd always come home and I'd be like, I hear people saying these things about me, I hear this and that, and, you know, I feel like they have this preassumption of me and that's not true. And she'd be like, well, it's okay for them to be wrong about you. If they're really interested, then they'll learn and then they'll figure out that they were wrong and you'll move on and you could have a great time. But having that mindset is also goes to the, something my grandma always talked about with imaginary audiences was we'd be like, I'm afraid to wear this, I'm afraid to try in sports, I'm afraid to go out and actually put myself out there, and or to give this presentation. And my grandma's from the south, okay? So everything was a bit more... So mama-ish. do you call her Mima? No, I called her Grandma. Okay. Be- but my cousins- I feel
0: like she should have a southern name.
2: Well, my cousins <laughs> that lived over there called her Mamaw okay. and
0: Okay. I wasn't that far off. Yeah,
2: but I grew up in Oregon, so I called her Grandma. And. She would always say um, pretty bluntly, she would go, Lauren, I promise you, nobody's thinking about you. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what you're doing, what you're saying, what you look like. They are worried about themselves. If you are in a class giving a presentation, everybody's sitting there worried about them having to go up and give their presentation. If they already did their presentation, they're sitting there thinking negatively about everything they've just done. They're not listening, they're not thinking, oh my gosh, do you see the socks that Lauren has on? They are not matching, that's like the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Or she's stuttering too much, that's weird. Nobody's thinking about you, nobody cares. And when you mess up in sports, yeah, people might notice it, but they're gonna go, oh. it's not gonna stay in their mind forever. So just getting rid of that imaginary audience and understanding that it's okay for people to be wrong about you can change your mindset throughout the entirety of high school and it's really helped me put myself out there.
0: That's such good advice and you know, so mature for your age, honestly, like that's something that took me 30 years to find out. So that's really good, really good lesson. Yes, well,
2: it is. Thank you, Grandma Sharon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Drew, are you done with your oh, profile oh, yet yeah. or? Yeah. Drew is drawing a several different profiles of Lauren here. Two? One know. profile,
1: one stick figure, a cat, a tree, um, I don't know if that's a building, and a bunch of stuff at the bottom. Do you want to see?
0: How did he do, Lauren? Did he capture oh. your essence? The nose is
1: too big. I get that. I'm not an artist.
2: Where's my chin? <laughs> oh,
0: my <God.
1: laughs>
3: um, oh, you know what? Speaking of yeah, animals. I get,
1: so no, 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 no. no. Oh,
3: I want to hear about um, you
2: and horses. Oh, okay. I when I was seven my friend for fun she would do horse riding lessons and I had always loved horses. I was definitely an animal person. Still. Were you a horse girl Lauren? I was. I was in My Little Pony like horse tail horse or, or whatever that was and I would watch all of those and I really wanted to ride horses and my mom was like no. And so, at eight years old, I changed my mother's contact name in my phone to Dream Crusher. <laughs> and that way for a little while. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, I convinced her. And it was where my parents were technically paying for it, but I had to do a lot of work. Like, I was, it wasn't just make your bed. It was, I was cleaning my dad's work office. I was cleaning out the entirety of the cars. I was doing a lot of. uh, woodworking with my dad you know it was a lot of like yard work and I think I started when I was nine and I haven't stopped so I'm still riding I've changed disciplines and now I'm a jumper and I go to a pretty good school. What does that mean jumper? It means I do jumps but it's more of a race it's not just hunters is where you jump and you try to look the prettiest and the nicest Jumpers is where you jump it once, trying mm-hmm. to look nice, and then you go again, and it's a race, so you've got to get it done the fastest.
1: So it's like hurdles and track.
2: Yeah.
1: Is there a lot of like jumps, or is it just one?
2: No, it's a big course. It's okay, big so there's a lot to of to jumps. Sixteen. Okay. More.
1: That's crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you have a horse, Lauren? Or?
2: Maybe not. My parents are not horse people. They would rather spend horse money to go on a cruise. <laughs> or buy a hot tub, which, you know, is valid. I mean, they've been working all their life to save up to buy things like that. But I just use lesson horses or my trainer's horses.
1: In their defense, though, like, you go off to college and then they're just stuck with the horse.
2: That is true.
1: Do you think you would, in the
0: future, do you think you would get horses?
1: Or?
2: I would love to, but I do understand that it is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. So, But yeah, I would Do love
1: what to. you love. I know.
3: Speaking of other stuff you love, um, you said you can make how do you say it? macarons, macarons? There's macarons. a difference, macarons. right?
1: Macarons, macarons is like a, a Caribbean like cookie kind of oh yeah. okay.
2: Macarons is the French cookie yeah. inside. My mother has tried for years to make them and they always come out very flat. And I remember I took a humanities class my junior year and we had to either make a food or a drawing or whatever that was from another country. And so I chose to bake necklines and I got them up and fluffy and I got the foot, which is a very hard thing to do. But sometimes it might not be the prettiest, but when it comes to difficult baking things, I've just been able to kind of do it.
1: What was your mom's reaction to that?
2: She gets very angry. She's very (laughs) upset that she can't do it and I just try it and I've got it. So
3: are you good at like baking other stuff or is that just like you got lucky with that? Um,
2: I'm kind of, I'm good at baking other stuff for it to taste good. Like I remember through quarantine, I made this like, it was like a layer of chocolate chip cookie, then brownie, then cheesecake, then chocolate chip cookie, then brownie, then cheesecake.
0: Holy cow. And I thought the
2: cheesecake like, like.
0: Was that like seven layer cookie lasagna? Yeah.
2: it was. Oh, and there was a layer of Oreos in there too.
1: Just get really diabetes good. in one shot. Yeah. Wait, is type yeah. 2 self-inflicted yeah. diabetes? Generally, yeah. Okay. <laughs> type 1 is natural.
2: It was really good though, so it was worth it.
0: And you also know yeah, how to make a good. mean blizzard. Oh I know yeah. yeah, I do, I do. I work
2: at Dairy Queen. That's how I saved up for, for my Africa trip, was working at Dairy Queen.
3: What's your favorite blizzard to make <laughs> and your favorite one to eat?
2: Mm, favorite one to make? would probably just be Oreo, because that one's the easiest. <laughs> I love Oreo. Yeah. That one, and that one's really good to, to eat. To be honest, I've worked there for so long, I just haven't really eaten any of them. It's like, you just make them so much. Just the idea of eating them kind of isn't a lot, but I haven't eaten like a blizzard blizzard, but what I do like <clears throat> to do is when we blend them, we have a collar on them and a lot of times it's the ice cream gets on the collar, so after you blend it you just pop the collar off and before you throw it away, you just grab a spoon and get the extra ice cream off of there and you try it. And I think definitely the Royal New York cheesecake. Oh that's pretty dang good off the collar, I have to say. The the collar I like Mm. Can I
0: can I order it like that off the collar? No. Okay.
2: But I hate making that blizzard though. It is the worst that and the Reese's take five are
1: I hate it. I'm gonna come order a bunch. I of should eat. I, I should be like, like is Lauren is Lauren working? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tried Teresa's take five one. It was. It was like, it's okay. It's
0: not very good. I have to admit, I had to reconsider my life choices when I found out you worked there, and
1: then you know, I I, I literally one see. day
0: one day I came in and I took the missionaries, and then later I came back with my family, and you were still there. I'm just like. <laughs> Head down, yeah. Like, like Andrew just like looking away. Guess I can't go to this <laughs> Dairy Queen anymore.
3: <laughs> Where's the next nearest one?
0: There's one in Eugene. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know where they all are.
3: <laughs> of course
2: you do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can find a way. <laughs> do you like working at Dairy Queen, or is it just like? Eh?
2: I like the job, but it's fast food. So yeah. foods <laughs> are really mean, off, aw- like awful. You know, management isn't gonna be the best because it's fast food. So, the work I do enjoy making blizzards, but it's also in Eugene. So there, uh, there are a lot of interesting people. who we're come working in. in
1: Eugene. You work in no, Springfield. No, but
2: it's Springfield and Eugene. We get a lot of people from there because of Main Street. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of.
1: I see. Interesting
2: <laughs> characters. Blokes. Yes.
3: So I think we're okay. We're trying to cap it in like an hour, so we have probably like ten more minutes. Left something like that yeah okay so in that case i wanted to ask you about being a state girl for the first years yes and especially because this is i'm about to become a state girl. This will be my first oh, year and i'm i don't know what to expect like whatsoever so i kind of want to hear
2: what it's, it's like hilarious because i was like i am not gonna do first years i can't handle it too young i was like i don't know if i'm gonna be the best for them and then i found out that sarah wadley was the unit leader. And I was like, ah, Sarah's my homie. I got to go there. So I went, (laughs) so I went and I was, and it was actually really great. I actually loved my first years. Um, being a state girl, I guess now we're called the YCL is super fun. You just kind of go in and you're just kind of like their older sister and you just kind of lead discussions and you help them make inferences or, um, you help them read their scriptures and find things and you just kind of show them where everything is. And, it sounds a lot more daunting than it actually is, but there's a lot of meetings, a lot of planning that you're really, you've really got an idea of what you're going into. Yeah. There you go.
3: Do you wish you had an older sister or was an older sister
2: growing up? Absolutely. I, every time we went to the airport, there would always be the signs for kids up for adoption, and I would always get on my hands and my knees and beg my parents to adopt somebody. I That's wanted funny. a younger sibling so bad. Because of that age gap, I was alone. I had nobody. Yeah. By the time I was able to like really form memories, my brothers were out of the house, and so I grew up and I and I was homeschooled, so I was so and I was out of town, twenty minutes out of town. I was really lonely, and so I wanted a sibling so bad. And I remember I would watch. I really wanted an older sister too. I remember watch I used to watch Lilo and Stitch all the time. Number one because was my mm-hmm. favorite. Movie, but I also loved Nani, and I loved how amazing of an older sister she was. And I always wanted to either have a Nani or to be a Nani.
3: No. So definitely wish
2: I had one of those, but yeah, it is what it is.
3: I remember wishing when I was younger. I was like, I really want an older sister, and I I thought it could happen. I was like, I'm gonna get an older sister. <laughs> 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 like,
1: in <laughs> but yeah,
3: I had no concept of the fact that I can't just have someone older than me. Yeah, it's <laughs>
1: Yeah. And we got Brandon. <laughs> no! oh,
0: Brandon gets mentioned on the show way too often. I <laughs> <We laughs> love you, Brandon. Every he other episode.
3: He listened to the Brianna one.
0: He did? So,
1: yep. Of course he did. Sorry. I don't,
3: <laughs> I don't know if he can listen to this one. Just kidding. Yeah,
1: he could. No, this I is is love a Brandon, This is a Brandon-heavy episode. So Brandon, I, I think we need to talk about
3: Brandon. No. Oh, <laughs> actually, remember that one? He was your etiquette night.
2: Oh, he wasn't like was yeah, he was oh my <laughs> that was like the first time I ever like spoke to him and that was it was very interesting. Uh-huh. It was so funny because <laughs> him and I were like the only people that talked at my table and everybody else just like listened to our conversation. We were the only two people <laughs> at like because they put oh, dates like so couples awkward. at the table. It was just us talking was and we like, just listened. Was that like talking. last year? No, it was, it was the very first one we did. Yeah, we were like wait, wasn't were we all at a table? <laughs> oh my I
1: was gosh, with Leah and then Casino and Liam. Yeah, I
2: think wait, you, our table was like. I was in the was seventh packed. grade. You maybe you're in your couple, but our
1: table was good. I think
2: you guys. Okay, well we had. Two we have different, different experiences. experiences.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I always thought like we had such a good table. Like we actually talked, and we weren't you talk like. Talked with your date. Okay, maybe that. I love but the awkwardness. I just remember night. all the way it across.
2: That was so funny. Yeah. That was my first no. date. Oh my gosh, when Carter came in with Sarah as his date and Jordan um was the was the guy who told him where to sit, mm-hmm. and Carter came up and was like, "This is my date, Elizabeth." He literally could not remember Sarah's name. And he literally Wait, said that Carter to Jordan. Rosticle? No, Bell.
1: Carter Bell. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah,
2: it was hilarious. And Jordan oh. was so upset.
1: It was so funny. He's like, "You got on a date with my daughter? You don't even know daughter?" Me. Niece. 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 Yeah. No, but like in the context, they were being like the parents. Okay. Um, Never mind. Yeah. Anyways, I just remember Allison had Robert, oh, and that yes. they. I think we were listening to their conversation the entire time. <laughs> they were like low key yelling at each other. So
3: Lauren, um, maybe focusing once again like on that that youth aspect in the church. Um, I don't know you. Talks about like what role being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ has played in developing your relationship with Christ, but then also, on that note, um, you have stuff like in here like the holiday farm fire, and I know that was like yeah. really hard on a lot of people. I just want to know maybe like how um, those work together in your life.
2: That was difficult because for a while we were told that our house was burnt down, when in reality they mixed up the areas, so our house was fine. But we went a while thinking that we were going to have to go someplace else. It was difficult because I had that friend group and a lot of some of their houses burnt down and there was a lot of survivor's guilt um, to know that, you know, I had people at my school whose house was demolished and yet mine was still standing. And that was definitely scary to go through, but I think that was also a big turning point and that made me realize that my friend group was not the best because they kind of used that to turn against me. And that was, I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah.
3: Um, Okay, and the last little thing on your, like, little stories from your life. Um, You said you prayed for hours. You don't have to get into the specifics of why, but you said you'd be willing to talk about that.
2: I did. I, a few years ago, I think I was 14, almost 15. We were at my grandmother's house, and I was going through something, and it was very difficult on me, and I felt very alone. And I, it was late at night, so everybody had gone to bed, and I was in my in the room I was staying in. And I was very terrified, both physically and spiritually. And I felt that there was no way that I could come out of the pit that I was in. But I remembered always being told, you know, pray about it and, you know, things will get better. So I was like, okay. And I prayed for hours and hours, but I wasn't doing it correctly. I was very much going, you know, like, dear Heavenly Father, please bless that this will go away. And then I would wait a few seconds and then I would do that again and over and over. And the part that made me so upset and so mad was not only was I in such fear of what I was going through and who I was, but the fact that I could feel God's presence beside me, and yet he was doing nothing. And that made me so angry and so upset. I was like, I'm praying, I'm asking, and I've done everything that you've asked of me, and I feel you here, and you're just watching me. And I remember being so upset that I was about to give up and just be like, fine, I'm not going to pray anymore if you're just going to s- sit there and, and do nothing. And I remember, I finally my head was you know, quiet. I was uh, praying over and over and over and over again. And the thought came to me, it was, maybe you should be a bit more sincere in what you're saying and what you're asking. So I was like, okay. So I collected myself a bit more, and I slowed down what I was thinking what I was saying. And the minute I slowly said, Dear Heavenly Father, I was hit with, like, this wave of peace and this calmness that just surrounded me. And I've never, ever felt anything like that in my life. And I got to have a really amazing moment with some of my ancestors who I've never met before and I didn't see them necessarily, but I knew where they were in the room and I, and I knew that some of them were ancestors and I knew that some of them were angels and they were, I felt them all hugging me, almost as if they were touching me. And that experience, I feel like after that I can never ever doubt the gospel and I remember I finished my prayer and I still felt them for a long time afterwards and I was almost angry with myself at how angry I had been and I think it was a lesson that I really needed to learn that sometimes when you feel like you're not receiving an answer, sometimes you just have to self-reflect and you have to ask yourself, am I doing this the way that God intended it to be done? And it's something that it wasn't a one and done kind of thing either. It's something that I still struggle with and it resurfaces every now and again. And because of that, I have developed phrases and I've developed resources that I turn to when it begins to resurface and I am able to prevent myself from spiraling again. And that growth has been such a big thing. And I think it's important to know that sometimes, I don't know if this will be something that I struggle with, all my life or if this is just till I mature or get older more and have more experience or things like that but even then I think it's important to know that not everything is going to be a one and done especially mm-hmm. you know I thought I could just say a quick prayer and everything that I was feeling and and that would all go away and it didn't and I thought that after that big experience I would never go through that fear and, and anguish again and I did and But it was better the next time because I knew that the first time he was there and I knew how to overcome it. And then the next time it was even better and it was easier. And that experience has definitely changed the entire of my life. And it was something that I refused to talk about for a long time. And I recently opened up about it at girls' camp because our whole thing, our whole theme was come unto Christ and don't come alone. And I really wanted these girls to know who may not have somebody in their family or their friend group, that they, that they are other people that they can have.
0: Thinking of other people, it was pretty cool just hearing you talk about feeling your family close by. And um, I've certainly felt that at the temple, too. And it makes me think the emphasis on temple work, family history, like there's probably so much more to this on the other side of the veil that we just don't understand about the connection we have with our ancestors. Mm-hmm. So it's really neat thought.
3: Yeah, I, that's really cool. It's really powerful. It just like you get goosebumps hearing about that. Um, I feel like I've covered everything that I had points I wanted to ask about.
0: I had a couple more because one of the things that maybe people listening in the show don't know is we asked an extra question to you uh, before we did our show about what advice would you give to younger people in the youth program. And we've covered some of these already, but I wanted to touch on a couple. You said, don't be embarrassed to reach out or fulfill your callings.
2: Yeah, I think when I first came into the young women's program, I was very, 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 very shy. And then I was thrown into the presidency as a first counselor, and then I was a president. And I had no idea what that entailed, and I, it was a big struggle for me to reach out. Because for some reason, again, that imaginary audience, I didn't want to seem that cringy person or that, you know, sometimes that in those movies you see the super, super, super Christian, you know, woman who's like, you know, kind of weird and kind of too personal, and I didn't want to seem like that, and I was really embarrassed to do that, and I felt that if I did, some people would look at me and be like, oh my gosh, Lauren's trying too hard, or look at the way that she executed that, you know, and I think what happened a lot was I found out that after I was like, you know what, it's okay for them to be wrong about me, and I just did it, a lot of people would tell me, you know, I'm so glad that you, you reached out to me, or I think I'm glad that you reached out to them. It's something that people will look at you for as an example. Cause I know that's what mm-hmm. I did to get over that. I looked at a lot of the older girls in the youth program who were reaching out and I was like, they can do that, I can do that. And then I became that older girl for kind of- I
0: it. Now everybody in this table actually is that older person. How's that feel? It's
1: crazy. That's weird. I, don't
3: I still
2: I don't feel like, that. like Maddie Woodward should still be the young women's president in my. I still feel like I'm like, I'm like a beehive. <laughs> That's not a thing I know, anymore. I feel like a beehive
3: still. Remind <laughs> it at least. I didn't even get to that point. <laughs> like I got rid of everything. Um,
0: there was another one here. You said if there's something you want to do, don't just give up, but actually put forth the effort.
2: I played volleyball my freshman year, very bad at it. Sophomore year, like COVID happened. In junior year, I was like, I enjoy the sport. I know I'm not good at it at all, but I want to do it. And so I did it. And I was right, I'm, I'm not good at volleyball at all. And I was on, I was put on the very lowest of the teams with all the freshmen. With as me? a junior, <laughs> yes. Lexi. And not that that was bad, but I mean, I would get a lot of like, oh, you're a junior on that team. And I was like, well, I wanted to try something new. And it was kind of difficult for me to really keep that mindset. It's, it's okay for them to be wrong about me. It's okay for me to mess up. And I still kept that mindset. And what ended up happening was I progressed a lot in the first month. And they actually looped me up, yeah. teams. And so, and I ended up having a lot of fun. And I didn't end up doing it my senior year, but I had a great time my junior year. And I'm glad that I did it. So if there's something you want to do or like... I wanted to go to Africa, and I looked up, and I was like, man, there's no way I'm going to be able to afford that in college, you know? So I gave up on that idea, and then I was like, I'm going to put forth some more research, and found that there were multiple programs that were for younger kids to go do that, and then I found one that was luckily an LDS organization, I was like, oh, there we go, you know? And I found that. So if there's something you want to do, do it. If there's something you want to do, put forth some research in it instead of just giving up on the idea.
0: I love that. I think, actually, the way the human mind works is we tend to overestimate what we can accomplish in a 24-hour period. So we, we think that if we start something, we can, or we at least hope that we can instantly be good at it. But the other thing is that we tend to underestimate what we can do over the period of weeks to months to years. Um, and so that stick-with-it attitude, you're going to start, maybe you're going to suck at the beginning, and that's okay. But if it's something you like, pursue it.
3: I really like what you're saying about volleyball, because, so, like you said, like, I was on JB2 freshman year, and then this year, tryouts again, and the freshman this year, dude, insane. They literally were so good. So, I was put on JB2 again, and I was like, I, that was so hard for me. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. This is, like, embarrassing X, Y, and Z, and then I was like, I don't know, like kind of what you were saying, like, would I rather give up volleyball just because I'm scared of what people think, or would I rather just go forward because I enjoy the sport, and I enjoy, mm-hmm. like, everything, and it, it kind of was like, because I know, you know, you were a junior on JV2, mm-hmm. and uh, most of the JV2 players are freshmen, yes. and I was like, I definitely thought of you, I was like, if Lauren can do it, I can do it, for mm-hmm. sure. I, w- I was not the only girl on this team that wasn't also, like, a freshman, and like you are saying, it's... Just some experiences it's worth going for and doing. It doesn't matter, like, what kind of stereotypes there would be, or if it's not super accomplishable. Like, it's just getting, I don't know, those first steps going.
2: Yeah, definitely.
3: So, I really appreciate that. It's definitely inspiration, for sure.
2: Um,
0: I think we got all our questions. What about Drew, though?
3: He's been awfully quiet. Yeah, you yeah. have been
0: quiet. I, I feel like it's time to let you loose here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> His mouth is actually <laughs> duct
3: taped. <laughs> oh, well,
1: uh, uh, what's your favorite color and why? Oh, Oh, very good. Deep yeah. question. It's my question. Yeah. My Andrew, trademark.
2: My favorite color is green. Like, I'm not talking like evergreen, like the bright, tropical forest green. But you are
1: talking the bright. Okay.
2: Yes, but not like the Oregon evergreen trees. I okay, what about like the bright, bright tropical green?
3: That green. Your cord.
2: No, that's too. It's too food color I'm talking mm-hmm. very natural, plant based.
0: Like a palm tree green.
2: Just the mixture of a bunch of different greens. I just love that color. I'm
0: gonna pull something Images I need a beach. So why the color green? Just like reminds you of nature.
2: Yeah, like those light greens mixed with the dark, yeah, yeah I, it used bright. to be it used to be blue, but then I went to Africa and it was, you know, the, towards the wet season and everything, there's just so many different types of greens and they all just go so beautifully together and it was just amazing, so now my favorite color is definitely that green.
1: Well, thank you for that. That answered my question. I? I am satiated. <laughs>
0: Didn't you have Didn't you have one other question you were holding on to for Lauren? Well, she said maybe
1: after the show. So okay,
2: I fine. I, I, don't even, I don't even know if I could do that on the spot.
1: I got no, one. She, uh, yeah. okay, two. Well, I was thinking about the other one. I was going to ask you about the show Andor, but I think we're out of the... Oh, third. yeah. We probably... Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you like you it? it? I didn't even watch it. Okay, well, you um, should watch it. Andor game.
0: is good. Andor's I've like, actually been watching it, too. Andor was yeah.
1: great.
0: I haven't finished it. I might do that. So, yeah. so good.
1: I'm very, very lost. <laughs> and or it's the new Star Wars show that came out, maybe a little bit oh, over she. a half a year ago. I, don't I feel Star like Wars. you and
0: Camille would get along really well, Lexi. And this, is, <laughs> this is how she reacts to when I talk about <laughs> Star Wars. So, so I got one last question. What's next for Lauren Stockford huh? after school?
2: Oh, what's next?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm planning on either going to BYU Provo if I get in, well, if I don't, um, I will go to BYU-Idaho, and I'm planning on going into zoology, and I would love to either be a field zoologist or work at like a zoo, preferably Disney Animal Kingdom. I think that would be <laughs> really fun. And then I'll probably be at college for like a year, and then I'm gonna go on my mission, and then come back and continue. That's my plan.
1: Levi, hey, don't throw that. Don't throw. It. Hey, no, no. don't. Well.
0: My oldest son is uh, trying to distract us adored. in the background, did You
1: yeah. did we had a staring we,
0: we took too long, I guess. That's
1: <laughs> swear I had my eyes open for like five minutes. I like, would you agree? Yeah, I lost. That's, that's kind of scary. One. Dude, I don't know. I was just like going, and it was just like going. For
3: the listeners, Drew was just staring at, were you staring at Levi? Yeah, I was staring
1: at Levi. I,
3: was, I didn't realize you were staring at Levi, but I'd look over and you were just like, Blankly staring into nothingness, like <laughs> <laughs> and I was really
1: confused. Yeah, I was staring at Levi. Levi is
0: like blink, Levi so. is like at every show, he's like the stagehand, basically. He's kind of there,
1: so sometimes I just yell at him.
0: <laughs> we gotta, yeah, give him a little love.
1: We love you, Levi. Shout out Levi. Hey, Levi. Um, wait, I can't do that. I was gonna ask him to do my Valentine, but <laughs> Don't you have a- te- technically I shouldn't.
2: Yeah.
1: Polyvalentism. We can sing
2: for him at school.
1: I could wait. He's in middle school. By. Oh, oh. Poly, polyvalentinism. Here's my thought of the day. Actually, this isn't my thought. This was Maggie Westover's first thought okay. Okay. my freshman year. Polyvalentinism. The practice of having multiple valentines. Thank you very much. That's all I have. There so, you go. Um, okay, Did you no, want to no, send you know, to maybe, that? Maybe should maybe Bishop session? should.
0: polyvalentinism is fine. I'll, I'll allow it. Fair
1: enough. You're good enough. Levi. Time.
0: Do you, you? Oh, oh man oh this you wanna is, ask your girl to be your Valentine? This is too hot take. No
1: thanks. There's nobody. Nobody, way. nobody you wanna ask.
2: You know what? You'd be proud, Levi, you'd be proud about it. Oh I'm man. going my 17th year of No Valentine for Valentine's Day. Okay. And I am having a galentine's Day with my best friend. Let me tell you, it's gonna be great.
0: <laughs> Levi's face is like beet red right now. And it's me not sure. hot in here.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> true. There is, is, so there is someone you wanna ask. <laughs> All right. You don't have to shy. drop any names. It's just a yes or no. Is there multiple people? No. One person. One person. Yes.
3: Oh. How do you think? Ooh. How do you feel about that, Bishop?
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> Would you He's let like, him
3: have a Valentine?
0: I'd, I'd probably <laughs> let him have a Valentine. Yeah. Oh.
1: There awesome. like, <laughs> I go. it, Ground approval. We're
0: I'm at, so if I I have to know actually if I talk to your mom and I say what's up, Dream Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you
2: know that, exactly, I kept it like that for a year I'm not even kidding you. and it was oh man I would call her that too
0: <laughs> alright we yet. should probably wrap up because this is Super Bowl Sunday so we yeah. should I got
1: Super mad at my dad one day and so I changed his is because uh, you can put companies under people's contracts. <laughs> yeah. I, I named him a silly goose, and I put a duck in his name, and it hasn't changed.
3: I need to know Com- my company after this, by the
1: way. Uh, I told one. you what your company. <laughs> no, was. my old it's- one after this. Yeah, <laughs> save it for after me. <laughs> okay. I can't tell
0: you that. Be so that. <laughs> we'll do the one. We'll do the one last question and wrap up then. So, Lauren, our our show is called the Connection. And our last question is always, how has being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints helped you to better connect with our Savior?
2: I think definitely the experiences that I've gone through. And then those are humongous testimony builders. And then definitely my my parents and how they've taught the gospel to me. It's been very in a way that I could best understand. And I think having those in mind from a young age has really helped me going through lessons and understanding and building my testimony on my own my parents have been very very big on you're not going to go to church because we're telling you to go to church you're going to go to church because you want to and it's something that you want to learn but we're going to make you go because it's something that we do as a family you know and so that's always been my thing if i have to build this up as my own so i need to go to my lessons and i need to learn and i need to figure out if someone were to ask me these questions what would i bring to that conversation what would i have in my back pocket and i always have that idea of what is there to learn because there always is something and it's definitely changed who i am as a person i know that when i first met my best friend she came and asked me and sat down She was like can i sit here and i was like yeah and she goes are you mormon and i was like yeah, yeah, how did you know? And she goes, I could tell. When I walked in, there was just, like, <laughs> this light. Like, there was just, it just seemed like you'd be a really good person to sit next to. And here we are, best friends. I knew
1: so, ASAP awesome before. That's sweet.
2: Eight. Oh, middle school? Yeah. yeah.
1: She was still very tall. Yeah, she was. All right.
0: kid. we we'll sign off. Thanks <laughs> yes. for,
1: thanks for, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: thanks for coming on the show, Lauren. Hope you had a good time. Right. This was a fun episode.
1: I'll see <laughs> that means
0: let's go in French. Do you have a new sign off oh. Lexi? Do you? Uh... I've
1: never had one. Okay. Oh, should I come up with one? Mm.
0: I don't know. We should come up with one.
1: Wait. Some...
3: wait. I'll, uh, leave with, I'll leave with I'll leave with I say adiós to everyone. Jamba. I'll
1: say Jamba. peace. peace. Adiós. Peace. Guten Abend. <laughs> Bis später. Bye. <laughs>
0: Bye. Ciao. In this episode of the Connection Podcast. We're on most podcast carriers, so please like and subscribe. The show's art is done by Joel Boreen, and the music is provided by Drew Boreen. We look forward to connecting to you next time. Until then, take care.